Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, all is back to normal as we pour the hottest pinball juice into your parched, blood-red-kissed mouth. On episode 140, Din Din and I talk Stern production updates for games and accessories, reduced pricing on Stern pinball machines, upcoming rumored games from Stern and the other pinball companies, more Elton John coverage, Pinball Brothers Alien Ripley Edition game, and overall business and sales strategies. Barrels of fun continuing to trend in the right direction. Spooky's bug being like the Easter Bunny on his new Screamin' Streams. The wholly coveted Back to the Future license being rumored as a future Dutch pinball game. An open letter leading to an open email from Multimorphic. And the bitch is back with pinball market trends. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Way down in Louisiana, down in New Orleans. Dennis, I feel like I haven't spoke with you in so long. This is the Pinball Show, and we're in episode 140. Two weeks. It's been two weeks. It's been, what, six weeks since we had good audio here. Uh, on the yeah, pinball well, show. Nah, some people thought you sounded okay. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk uh, some pinball. Yeah, I am too. And uh, I got to get my ass to Mars right after this episode records. So we probably don't have a lot go, to do in the intro. To, what? Mars? Where are you mm-hmm. going? No, that was my reference to. I got another. We're, we're recording this behind the scenes. We're doing it a day early because I got a Chiefs game on the time we normally oh, record. So Zach was so kind to move it up a day. But I also normally do my watch, li- my wristwatch live stream in the morning on Saturday. So I've got this all packed in like a little can of sardines. Do you know what I am missing that we're doing this a day early? Uh, upstairs right now at six in the morning. No, it's not six in the morning, but it is quite early. I am missing uh, I'm missing the festivities of the mini household because Dennis here in Evansville, Indiana, it's beginning to look a lot like no. Christmas. No, 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 It's Christmas. No, no, no. Dennis, it's Christmas no. time look, here at the mini household, baby. I, I believe it. Oh, I believe the it. The tree is look, going up, Charlie look, Brown. It's you not even stop it. Thanksgiving. I don't uh, care. It's November. That means uh, it's the Christmas The commercials time. are starting. So, you know, I know I'm losing this, this battle <laughs> to not have Christmas be year round. But I'm, I'm not kidding because I pay attention to this stuff. Lindor, I think it was Lindor, maybe it was Lint Chocolate, one of those chocolatiers started their Christmas ads before Halloween. I love it. They're dethawing Mariah Carey as we speak. She's making an appearance. (laughs) We must stop. We must stop. Oh my God. It's Whoville, baby. And uh, the the big Christmas question and discussion debate within my household this year is the following turkey or we, ham we have decided we decided uh, this summer you know we, we came together collaborated and we said hey the tree's getting bigger this year okay we, uh, gone are the days of the 12 footer my friend can we push 15 can we push 18 
21 foot. Let's get a big ass Christmas tree. So we've all agreed on that. But the big question is, do we go snow on the tree or no snow? Our family historically, Dennis, has not been a snow-filled Christmas tree, if you know what I mean. It's like the artificial snow that's already implanted on the limbs and the and the, and the conifer uh, needles. <laughs> okay. Do, do you go? So we don't know. We don't. We're going today to pick out the Christmas tree. Do you put colorful lights on your tree, or is it all white? You know, uh, it it changes from year to year. Um, Just because Nicole likes spending money, (laughs) it it just depends. It just depends. We don't know. We want. We want to go. I I can't give you any guidance on that. I basically I throw up a teeny little fiber optic tree that I don't even decorate. Basically, it's 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 a little more. uh, It's it's a little more full. You know, it's a little more fleshed out. It's had a little bit more time to grow than the Charlie Brown tree. And growing up, we did what I think I didn't realize because, you know, I only saw a few Christmas trees Mm -hmm. growing up. We didn't go around to like Christmas parties and stuff. So I didn't under didn't understand like there were elegant trees. We did what would be called a gaudy tree. A gaudy tree. So we would take we'd put uh, put up the tree. Mm It'd be an artificial tree. And we would put as like every ornament we had on the tree. Yeah. Color, colorful lights on the sure. tree and then uh, tubs and tubs because we recycled this. So we just put them in old popcorn tents, tubs and tubs and tubs of tinsel. So oh. much so that it was just like a silver sheet. You couldn't even see the ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, that's we, what we did growing up. We did the same thing at, uh, at my household. Um, but my dad was really into tinsel. So he, he had that shit in the vacuum cleaner for years to mm. come. I yeah, bet we had to be careful about there. We weren't allowed to vacuum the tinsel. We but were they told. had the real no. tree. They always had the real tree. You went downstairs and you're like, ah, it smells like a uh, gas station bathroom. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. No, pine. when we would go to wow. my paternal grandparents, we would usually, when we were younger, every other year, weren't they we'd in either Alaska? Do Thanksgiving There's or like Christmas. There's everywhere in Alaska. And, and no, no, this was in Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, it was the maternal side in, gotcha. in Alaska. Okay. But, uh, we would go and we would, because he had a, about a 200 acre farm, we would, and most of it was wooded because he actually raised chickens. Mm-hmm. So he didn't need most of the farmland. And we would go and we'd chop down the tree. We'd oh, go and find a tree on the property. Yeah. Yep. And we That's would, fantastic. one that would fit and we would saw it down and we would, we would bring it back. And so we actually would go get the tree from the land and then decorate it. Oh, Christmas chickens. They were regular chickens. They oh. did not get festive, like oh. green and red feed for I, Christmas. I'd put little ornaments on little chickens. This was this was like one of the massive. He was it was for Tyson, so he was a. I mean, it was a massive coop, like oh. a, a, thousands of chickens, That's thousands. A, a stinky Christmas. Yeah, oh, the whole <laughs> land. You knew when you were heading there when you first got on the road, and he was the last house at the end of this dirt road because you could smell the ammonia from the chickens. Oh man, what a segue we're gonna have from Christmas. We kind of kind of skip Thanksgiving because it's food, whatever. I'll probably that is a, adult Halloween. That, I heard yeah. someone describe it like that this week. We're in the Caribbean most of the time, and then we had everybody likes their halloween and all that you know it's cute i like i like halloween that's that's fine but halloween just marks Ooh, we're close to christmas for me i'm that guy Um, all right yeah i can tell but the holiday before that was your birthday and we said on the pinball show we're going to do a giveaway for your birthday all people we didn't say anything i said (laughs) i said that all people had to do is comment uh, on social media to celebrate dennis creasel's uh, 31st birthday all they have to do is comment their favorite Creasel moment 
from uh, historically from what five six years we've been doing I don't even know uh, and they they could win a limited edition Creasel clone shirt the custom shirts and they did they did very well so I thought instead of giving a shirt away maybe we give a couple away a handful away here here's some of our fans listeners consumers whatever the hell you want to call them here's some of their favorite moments of yours truly yours is it yours truly if I say it no his truly. Who knows? <laughs> How to pick a favorite when they're all so good by Colin Alzheimer, kineticist. Well, you got to pick like it or you don't ha- win, That sounds Colin. like not having one yeah. and then just saying that. And rule out any of the ones that chose the uh, the TWIP podcast. It's not the same show. It's totally it's, different. It's totally different. Yeah, Peyton Manning played on the Broncos, but he's still a cult. I mean, come on. Uh, a lot of happy birthdays, a little happy birthday, Din Din. My favorite moments are when Dennis cracks up and just totally loses it. Mine too, Frank. Happy birthday, Dennis. From Steve. Steve says, thanks, Dennis, for keeping the show on track. Happy birthday, Dennis, from Sean. I love asking Dennis questions, Winky, says Joel Engelberth from Triple Dream Pinball Podcast and Flipping Out Stream. He said, also, my favorite quote from the pinball show is from Dennis to Zach, quote, Quit interrupting with your dumb questions. <laughs> I don't remember which one that was. That's that might have been good. a fan layout debate. That's pretty good. I think Joel gets a t-shirt. Nicely done. Joel, uh, we've got my favorite dentist moment was his breakdown of the Swatch Blanc Pan, Blanc Pain on his watch channel. Kevin, <laughs> that's not even the Twitch Brilliant podcast. analysis, uh, Kevin. I did do a breakdown of the Switch, and you had it right the first time, Blanc Pan. Blanc pawn. I love any time that Dennis does Nord man. Ooh, I do too, Michael. Swear to me. There it is. Uh, Nicole, my wife, even said happy birthday, Dennis. Uh, Jeff Kenzie said his favorite moment is when you discuss street level versus single level. That's t-shirt worthy because Dennis is known for that. Did I do that on a podcast? I guess yeah, I have. So I have done it on this show. So I, many. I always think of the article. That was like my first, in my opinion, really good article I yeah. wrote was about the street level series. Uh, congratulations on the shirt, Jeff. Send me your info. Josh Roop from Loser Kid Pinball Podcast says he likes whenever Dennis Creasel does his exasperated side. One of Zach Minnie's over-the-top statements that are either said for shock or pure ridiculousness. Now, look, Josh, numbers don't lie. I like how long this facts. birthday segment Look, is. Give me a couple seconds. This is celebrating my buddy. Drew Boyver from Poor Man's Pinball Podcast says, My favorite moments, any moment that Dennis jabs Zach many because it's so satisfying. Fuck you, Drew. <laughs> you wouldn't have said that to him if he bought games from you. He, he does. No, he does buy, he, buy more games. Yes. He doesn't he people, buy more games look, from me. I love Drew so much because people accuse him of shilling my products. No, oh, really? I feel so bad for Drew. Yeah, Drew has a special place in my heart and in my pants. Tanner says, Happy birthday, Dennis. Thanks for keeping the shill at bay. Man, these just turned into Zach jabs. Uh, Kevin. One of our most loyal fans said his favorite moments wearing his pinball market trends t-shirt to expo and meeting oh, you and yeah. Tony. Okay, I, I recall this. Then on the next pinball show, he mentions meeting someone at Expo who's wearing a pinball market trends t-shirt and him knowing that I was one of the people who likes his most hated segment. Ooh, Kevin, that's good. That's you know what? Shirt worthy. Congratulations, Kevin. 
Get me your info. Do you remember just like Pepperidge Farm? Because Craig Bobby says Pepperidge Farm remembers. And I also love that Jeremy remembers because he said his favorite moments every time that he brings up to Zach that I still need to do the rubber band episode for SDT. That's true. When are you going to do it? You made a big deal <sighs> about branching out a pinball with straight down the middle. And then we got a whole lot of not rubber bands, which you said you were going to do rubber band collectors. <laughs> we're so busy filming for these manufacturers, all the yumminess that you're about to see in the coming months and year. How about that? Okay. What else we got? Singes. Ooh, go check out his YouTube. He says, congratulations, Dennis. You look great for 29 years old. He's 31. Jeff says, favorite Dennis moments when he tried to correct Zach on the definition of a fan layout. And second mm. is when he put his foot down for no singing from Zach. Some oh. people hated that I put my foot down on those. They thought uh, it came across too hateful. You know what? I want to give Jeff a t-shirt because he did classify it correctly. He he explained it when Dennis tried to correct Zach on the mm. definition of a fan. I felt so, he wrote it in a way that he acknowledged that you didn't accept that you were wrong. Okay. Well, Jeff, let well, me know which it way it was. Taken and if, either way. And if it was my way, then you get a t-shirt. <laughs> you get a shirt. And if it's, <laughs> and if it's not, <laughs> then you get an R2-D2 topper. Oh. Beep, 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 beep. oh, wait. No, I can't. I don't have the authority to beep, give those beep, away. Yeah, Ben, Ben, beep, beep, your beep. local guy, Ben, said he enjoys Dennis's little zingers as he throws them out on the show the mm. most, but uh, also visiting with him at a couple local tournaments as well. Mm -hmm. And a couple more here. Dennis's best moment is when he does market trends, says Michael, as well as Kevin Higgins saying, remember when he did market trends and had all the polynomials to back it up? Polynomials don't lie. Oh, that was back in Twip podcast. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't touched that in a long time. I did an article after uh, I did that episode, uh, and then I don't think I've ever market trended a uh, trend again. And then Sean ends it off with my favorite Dennis moment is when you know that he does a face palm, even though you're listening to an audio podcast. Mm. Sean, you get a T-shirt. Reach out to me because uh, yeah, Dennis's poor face is all red every time we get done recording. And speaking of red in the face, oh, I don't even know if Craig Bobby knows this is coming, does he, Dennis? He, well, he definitely does not because <laughs> none of us told him. <laughs> Craig Bobby's back in a big way, but the only way you're going to hear him is behind the paywall. That's right. That's right. We are. Cha-ching <laughs> time. <laughs> Craig Bobby gets reprimanded for, for two for reasons. Not showing his Canadian face uh, for weeks. Yep. That's reason one. Yeah. And What's reason the, two is he didn't do his top stories. He did a bunch of pinball machine reviews. <laughs> so that's going behind the paywall because oh, that's it. not what you're paid for. Oh, I love you. You got to keep the Bobby guessing. He had a little too much fun at Expo. He was drunk most of the time. Uh, I think he took a shirt off a couple of times. So you're you're in the penalty box. You, you wore the TPS pin and uh, you made us proud. But for this top stories with Craig Bobby, it's a good one, too. I assure you. It's long. It's, well, it's long. It's big. It's uncut. It's, uh, it's everything that Craig Bobby is. <sighs> Exclusively at the Pinball Show, Patreon subscription membership. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash the pinball show. Sign up today and get all kinds of all fun stuff and swag and interactions and, and discords and, and good stuff. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. So that Craig Bobby can come out of the penalty box. Thank you. He's a Canadian hockey player. You got to let him slap save. I want Craig Bobby to have two less teeth in front. <laughs> just, <laughs> just two less up front. Uh. <laughs> oh, we love you, CB. 
stern pinball in the news as they always are these people haven't heard a good old healthy girthy production mm. update lately that's true so i'm going to bring it to them so i'm going to unbox it for them right now just like that wonderful package under the christmas tree that's marked to din din from zach don't send me anything this year. Last couple of weeks of Stern Pinball have been a flurry of pinball machines just leaving the factory. Foo Fighters Pros, they've been coming out. Deadpool Pros, mm. Deadpool Premiums. Mm. I still can't get over how many pinball machines are being made a day by Stern Pinball. We'll talk about that later. This week, remember just, what, two weeks ago they announced Elvira's Blood Red Kiss Special Edition game, Dennis? Yeah, about back then. They've yeah. already started shipping. Oh. <laughs> We had some of them start to ship Friday, and the remainder are going to ship this week, I think. They're doing, uh, I think they were doing last week was building for over the pond. They'll be shipping them early this week for domestic sales. So Elvira's already on the move. Late this week into the week of the 13th is Stranger Things Pro already. And then the week of the 20th is going to be Stranger Things Premium. And the hits don't stop there. The end of November is Godzilla Premium into December. Think about November. I estimated that November dealers would probably see more games than they have the entirety of the year. Listener, just think about that for a second. We had Foo Fighter Pros, Deadpool Pros, Deadpool Premiums, Elvira Blood Red Kiss Edition, Stranger Things Pro, Stranger Things Premium, Godzilla Premium. That's seven titles, as well as any other titles that dealers wanted to purchase that are in stock. That's a bunch of pinball machines. But it makes sense because as we're in Q4 right now, uh, the Christmas time is upon us, the gift-giving season, and a lot of people purchase pinball machines in November and December. That's a lot of pinball machines. In December, though, don't worry. We still have Guardians of the Galaxy, that one final build, commemorative edition, coming early December. Mid to late December is still James Bond Premium. Stern is anticipating James Bond Premium being the last game built this year oh so no new game at the end uh, in december well, like we've often seen no well i believe there will be i still believe there will be uh an announcement but not building until january mm. that's, that's what i believe okay well i mean that that could happen sure the other question i had is they had told us james bond premium and pro in december but all of a sudden there's there's no uh recognition of james bond pro so Either they just forgot to tell us that it's also going to be in late December or it gets bumped into early January, which I could see. Or maybe they just bump it out all the way because they're like, well, whatever, we'll, we'll build it at some point. I don't know. But I can tell you, January 2024, I think we're going to start seeing the next Cornerstone Pro and LE ship that month, as well as the premiums coming February 2024. Q2 of 2024 include the likes of Foo Fighters Pro, Venom Pro, Venom Premium. Q3 of 2024, Godzilla Pro, Jurassic Park Pro, Foo Fighters Pro. And then in Q4, these are all estimates and they probably all will change, but Q4 of next year, Foo Fighters Premium, James Bond Pro and Premium, Deadpool Pro, and Stranger Things Pro and Premium, a possibility. If they decide to do another run, it will be likely late next year. Also in 2024 at some point, Star Wars and The Mandalorian. Discontinued, remember, Iron Maiden, Avengers, Infinity Quest, Star Wars Home, Star Wars Comic Home, and Jurassic Park Home. Whew. Accessories updates, Dennis, people want to know where in the hell their toppers are in those expression lighting kits. Good Lord. And now, of course, 
the bell of the ball. Where's my UV kit for Stranger Things? Yeah, you get to deal you with that. that to the to the pile. Recently shipped from Stern Pinball includes Elvira toppers still in stock at FlippingOutPinball.com. Stern Pinball Alley sign. We never got to talk about that. Remember? Did you see that big old? Yes, oh, yeah, that big old sign. <sighs> Love it. Uh, Stern Pinball Pop Bumper Game Room Light, which I think is pretty cool, too. Rush Interactive Shooter Rod back in stock everywhere. Rush Expression Lighting Kits in stock everywhere. Finally, only two years late. James Bond Art Plates. Bond Accessories in general. Batman Insider Connected Replacement Arches. People have been waiting for those, too. And Shaker Motors. Shaker Motors. We had to wait about three, four months for those to get back in Mm. stock. Should have gone Red Trimmer. No. (laughs) <laughs> value your cabinet november <laughs> november is coming uh, and rush toppers are what they're supposed to be building uh, november and december is going to mark stranger things accessories uh, they're saying november but i'm giving them a little december bump too <laughs> just because i know how they work yeah 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 stranger it's good things to play, play a little safe december they still they claim that they've bumped up. Uh, they were going to make Godzilla toppers in Q1, but they're aiming to do some Godzilla toppers in December. And then Q1 mm. 2024, they claim to be making Iron Maiden toppers again. All right. The big story from Stern Pinball and from you know the pinball industry right now in the hobby is, is this. Stern Pinball has... I don't, I don't remember the last time they've done this, if they've ever done this, but... They have dropped map pricing or the UMRP, in other words, listener, they've dropped the floor price that uh, that dealers can advertise and sell the following games. Rush Pro and Premium Models, Led Zeppelin Pro and Premium Models, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pro and Premium Models. These were, these were discontinued games or assumed discontinued. Sit down, Ray. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but, but, about but, your but Rush, Rush might come back. Rush <laughs> might so come back. <laughs> So they, they said, what, a week or two ago, these games, they're no longer making them. So uh, dealers can now sell them for what they want to. So that was, that was a marked event uh, because mm-hmm. we'd not seen that before. What does that even mean? Uh, and Fire then, sale, baby. Well, there you go. And then what, a day or two ago, Stern Pinball announces to dealers that the following games also can now be advertised with no minimum pricing. Star Wars Comic Home, Star Wars Home Edition, and the Jurassic Park Home Edition. Oh, I had not heard about these. Mm-hmm. So these were MSRP'd for $49.99, and dealers were not allowed to ever advertise nor sell them for under that price. Now that this pricing structure is lifted for these titles... I, as a dealer at Flipping Out Pinball, can sell these for a dollar if I wanted to. I could sell them for wow. whatever Think I Think of all the money you'd lose. <laughs> so, or, they, or Stern sending you rebates. Okay, so here's what I wanted to clarify. Because <laughs> I think some people don't. don't, don't, don't. The reason why I've always complained about the floor, especially after a set period of time. So overall, I, I like this decision. But okay. the whole point is so that you can clear out inventory if you need to mm-hmm. uh which may mean selling at a loss potentially it just depends oh, it's not like all of a sudden the the dealers are going to be mm-hmm. unless there's something special behind the scenes i'm not aware of are, are actually like going to get some sort of a, you know purchase buyback rebate deal from you know they already sold you the game so Pinball you're Brothers just kind of has stuck done with that them. actually yeah and i've heard this has happened in some other industries before mm-hmm. but that by and large usually it's just sort of a hey you know, you you might have uh, taken more stock than you needed. 
and what I think is nice here is Stern's kind of recognizing at some point it's healthier, though, to say, you know what? We understand you can't just hold on to this forever versus JJP, which yeah. was you have to hold on to this forever until uh, you actually uh, try and see if they'll blink. And then they turn into that little wimpy Shiba Inu dog. That's all like, please don't hurt us. <laughs> and the then moon. you can do whatever you want. Uh, I guess it's OK if you violate all our contracts. So, yeah, a perfect, perfect analysis there. See, it's a perfect. It was my Shiba Inu analysis. Yeah, perfect rundown. So what I wanted to correct people, because uh, I've heard a lot uh, in our hobby saying, man, Stern just reduced prices. Stern just reduced prices. <laughs> uh, no, Stern didn't reduce shit. They didn't reduce any prices. I love you, Stern. No, it's no, they didn't do anything. They're allowing us to lose money. I mean, reduce prices. <laughs> so no, no, they're, if they reduce the prices, then that, yeah, it would be like Dennis is saying, they would send us a, uh, you know, credit for every sale on you know, that kind of thing. Uh, no, that's not how this works. No, that has, that has happened in the industry, uh, with, with pinball brothers. I can openly say that whenever they did that, uh, that sale for alien day, I believe it was last year. Um, they said, Hey, for alien day, you know, this marked time you get, I forgot how much it was, $300 off each model. Blah, blah, blah. So if we had a uh, completed verified sale, we would send them over uh, verification documentation of that, and they would credit our account for upcoming games or whatever it may be. So uh, that was a, a marked difference because we had not seen that. I had not seen that in the industry for years. Um, so Stern's not doing that. They're just saying, hey, you can, you can sell. And it, I actually think this is a good move as well uh, because – it is allowing dealers to free up. Dennis, you, we preached this uh, months back and got a lot of discussion throughout the industry with our talk about it. And that is, at what point do you allow dealers to cut their losses without breaking their agreement that they're trying to, we're trying to uphold? Uh, because there are still dealers that are going to do, you know, under, under the rug kind of, eh, take this for the, you know, that's going to happen. But publicly, I think it. Uh, I think it's a good idea because it frees up some space. But it's also telling as well. I believe. Oh yeah. If this had been two years ago, there would never have been a need for this. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean because then I hear people, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Like <laughs> it doesn't totally mean the sky is falling either. Uh, keep in mind that they're building a lot more games than mm-hmm. they were before. They have the parts to build games. They have a new factory, new workers uh, lined up to build. They have more resources to build games. So there's more games going going out of that factory. Thus, they have to be able to fulfill the products they're making. And if dealers are bogged down with inventory, how are they going to have money to purchase additional games? So there's many ways to assure this type of system that they have in place, one of which is uh, allowing dealers to reduce pricing on on some of the discontinued models. So I think it works, especially, uh, but Stern's smart. Is it fair to say, Dennis, that Stern Pinball, they are the main player in the way the market flows, right? Yes. They're, they're, they dictate the market in many ways, I believe. Uh, obviously, they're, they're, while we don't know their exact size and scale in the market to like the exact percent of market share, we know it's extremely high. I also, though, think that perhaps what may be more telling is they've been in this industry for so long mm-hmm. that they've been around like back when these games occasionally did have to – I mean, we 
we've most of us have read tales about like here's the discounting that was going on for wheel of fortune and stuff back in the day because they they couldn't move the units and it's it's so they've gone through enough of uh economic cycle to be like oh yeah we're getting back into this state we have to make sure we position our distributors to be able to keep accepting new products and that's key because they won't make money if they can't sell their new products to you all yeah absolutely and with with the flurry of they could just slow down new games that would help that market but they can't they've kind of set up a system that's going against that they could there's a lot of things they could reduce price sure but they could. some of those decisions like slowing up the line for example uh, doesn't give the same uh, potential return to their investors yes yeah absolutely and stern pinball it's like the chicken or egg thing they're where they're at because they in many respects are the smartest they're the most experienced they know what they're doing so instead of being haphazard instead of being impulsive and saying you know no longer am map pricing for any they're smart they're saying hey the stuff that we no longer sell that's discontinued do what you want with it that's fine and they're still upholding the value of their products by maintaining uh, the ones that are in production maintaining a flooring on that I still think it's a good idea to maintain. I know you and I disagreed in, in some respects to that, but I think that's that's smart as well. It makes more sense. I, I'm i okay with at least some limit, like for a time period, I understand. And whether you want it to say that time period is uh, as long as it's in production, I think that's that's pretty reasonable. Here's the, the thing. The first that, step. Yeah. I mean, the thing that in reality, the reality that we all truly know, even if we don't think about it, we know it subconsciously. These games that you've even named – like Led Zeppelin, TMNT, and Rush, they are not of equal value. Mm. Led Zeppelin wor- is worth less than those other games. It just is. Because that's what the market dictates. I don't disagree. On the secondhand market. I don't disagree. And so uh, Stern recognizing that, they don't, you know, ultimately, once they've made their sales, especially once they're not making them anymore, what do they care what you sell the game for? I don't know why JJP was so ins- – and again, I, I get that it's been more of the standard with all the others to basically just have this minimum pricing, um, you know, a floor that you couldn't sell under. I've always felt, to me, especially with JJP, as expensive as their games are, that they have almost desperately tried to prop up the value of the games so people don't feel like a sucker buying them new. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is it's normal to lose money on games that you buy new, just like cars and everything yeah. else. And so people just need to get used to, especially those of you who are new, who got in during the pandemic, that was not normal. Get used to normal. You're not supposed to be able to sell a game. If you buy a Rush Pro, you're not supposed to be able to sell it for the same amount you bought it for. That's silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Stern is really smart and intelligent when it comes to uh, how they're positioning new products, right? Um, they could in the future, they could lower pricing or they could reduce the, because uh, the, the LE market kind of helps hold that uh, collectability, the pricing. Right, uh, right. So LA, they, the LA market operates differently than standard market forces because of the the artificially constrained supply. Mm-hmm. So you could see if overall sales are going down, you could see them pull back on LE numbers just to uphold that highest model, uphold the value of that. And then you'll see a kind of a, a static movement. Like you'll see it, uh, it'll it'll settle a little bit. And, and then, I think they should. I think they should they consider reducing the number of LEs. I think they they could consider. I wouldn't consider it on their, on their next one. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even change price. They're not going to sell out of Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> we'll see. But JJP is a whole another uh, whole another story. 
But the bottom line is that um, as the market changes, so do consumer buying patterns and so do manufacturer decision making. And uh, if anybody's going to do it right, Stern Pinball does it right. So does that mean uh, with discontinued Avengers and Iron Maiden that at some point those are the next ones on the chopping block to get the reduced map? Yeah, I bet they do this for everything that goes out of production moving forward. Does that also mean that they're not going to do another home edition? Ooh. Like, I don't think the home editions ever really found the market that they were hoping to find. They're just, they're too expensive for what they're targeting. Yeah, I'm with George Gomez. There's something there. There's certainly something there, that, but it's just conceptually it's, it's the pieces, tough. the pieces I think are right. The problem is that you're so close to a Stern pro in price at that stage, <sighs> yeah. especially, and you have to consider like what segment of the market is like, they're going to insist they're only going to buy new, but they can't get themselves up to the Stern pro pricing. Uh, and so they're going to go and, and get a home edition. And it's still yeah. a complex machine. It's still it is, in but, ways less accessible yeah. than the commercial with the lockdown bar and with the, with the back glass. Com- it, it's kind of a mess. But, yeah. uh, but buy them now. Well, flipping out. <laughs> uh, so rumored games. Stern, uh, the next rumored game is Jaws. Keith Elwin. That's the dum, rumor. Dum, 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 dum. Um, we'll see if that happens. If it does, then uh, I think everything. Things going to be fine. Uh, we've heard Dungeons and Dragons as a rumor. I cast now. magic missile. <laughs> How do you think a Dungeons and Dragons would do? Not great. Yeah, well, my son would like it. He's a big D and D guy. That's uh, fun. I mean, I like D and D, but I just, you yeah. know, there was a D and D game. Oh yeah, yeah. I I remember. I remember. Was that a Bally who did um, that? It was probably at end. It had those the flex ramps like Hardbody <laughs> did. So it was a featured in this game. <laughs> John Wick is a rumor. What about John that, Wick? Yeah, I know we've talked about how maybe Why that one's a little past its prime. People but. think John Wick is like one of the greatest themes ever. I look, it's a good theme, but eh, it's no. They just people it, just like Keanu Reeves a lot. No Harry Potter. All right, uh, how about Jersey Jack? Pimble? Neither is Legacy of Hogwarts. But. Mm. <laughs> the the new Elton John. Uh, that's out people still up and down with this game um it's so hard to get a better uh look at this game when they're not shipping yet it's hard to get it because the only opinions are those that were at chicago expo i hope to see these rolling out within two weeks here Uh, at least starting to roll out maybe the end of the month i don't know but they had a new gameplay video released by jersey jack pinball a sexy little production piece there, too. I would give credit to, uh, it's probably Ken Cromwell that did that. Uh, that was really, really well done. I'm going to actually learn some techniques and editing. I'm going to use those. That, that was nice. So go watch that. Um, did that video, does gameplay videos help drum up sales? I think they could. I think they could hurt. Uh, we've seen streams that hurt products, so it could go either way. This one in particular, I don't think hurt at all. I think if anything is because they didn't have feature ad, because they didn't have initial gameplay, um, because they're not shipping yet, every little bit helps because people just don't know enough about this game yet. Yeah, based off of the feedback from Expo, uh, I assume the video will probably help since I didn't really hear complaints about, I only really heard praise actually about how the game played. Mm-hmm. And so given that, I think in their instance, 
it's not one of those scenarios where you see like like the spooky scenario where it's like here's here's uh, Halloween. And it's like don't show gameplay. Yeah. Just sell it off of theme because gameplay will only hurt you. This isn't coming in hot like Halloween did. Sure. You're right. You're it's not coming right. in like a rocket man. It's coming in like a tiny dancer. It's coming so. in like a, oh, I was going to try it. I'm not even going to touch that. Nicely done. What about their upcoming rumored games? Because I don't know about you, but a lot of people are like, all right, what do they got coming up next? Their rumored games actually are really strong. They're very strong. Uh, which is good because I feel like we've just gotten through the trilogy of not strong uh, th- themes out of them. <laughs> we've heard the the likes of Harry Potter. That would be huge. The Matrix. Well, that'd be big too. Top Gun or Maverick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yep, hey, all hey, of those are strong. Hey, JJP, if you've got one of these, celebrate. If you've got two of them, ah, take a breath. I think you're going to be okay. If you have all three of these, holy shit, we have a different company here. <laughs> Unless they're just lacking features multi-ball? and multi-ball heavy, <laughs> <laughs> then we're in trouble again. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would love either any of those themes. I would love it. There's a couple more that I can't discuss that uh, people aren't hinting on there, but uh, man, I hope those three are true. What about Pinball Brothers? The last time mm-hmm. we were we were having, you forgot about. Yeah, that was the audio that I had during the last episode. Uh, no, you're right. Alien. Ripley Edition was announced right before Chicago Pinball Expo. This is your favorite movie or one of your favorite movies. One of them, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they, they come out with this Ripley Edition. They're limiting the run starting mid-November. They're going to start shipping these things. It's not a limited model per se, but they're making so many November, December. Um, I don't know if they're moving on to something else. And then you might see them run it again in the future, but... The the staggering thing to me, Dennis, is the price on this. I I don't know what to make of this move by Pinball Brothers because the pricing of this is $79.95 plus tax and shipping. But at $79.95, that undercuts their lowest model, the standard version, by $1,000. Mm-hmm. Not to mention their limited version um, that's over $10, I believe. $79.95, that's, yeah. that's a Pinball pretty Brothers. incredible deal. It's well, I mean, Pinball Brothers, remember the price reduction they did on Queen as well. They are of all the companies, they're the only one I've seen that actually seems to be reading the market and then saying, you know what? We we cannot, and maybe it's because they're so small, but I think that what their actions are saying is we cannot sustain at our pandemic pricing that we selected. We are going to scale it back. And they have decided to go ahead and eat whatever blowback there would be about those that bought at the higher pricing. Sure. Because they they need to make the sales and they realize they they cannot position themselves at the price tier that they were in not anymore. Yeah, they 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 are reactive. Their their thumb is to the market in a lot of ways. My only concern would be that this stays at this level of reactivity uh, because they need to, they need to just make sure that their quick decisions aren't thus uh, putting the rest of the train. Uh, in a bad spot to keep up. Um, My bigger concern isn't actually the pricing. It's that they went back to the alien well. Okay. So I'm concerned that they aren't in a position to go with a new title, which would normally be the strategy when you start raising funds. And I think it's a bigger sign of weakness to go back and start milking your old title. Because mm. I think this suggests Queen is not doing what they thought it would do. And they're like, well, let's use the old highway alien design because people actually like that. And let's finally put in what people really wanted and put it at a very attractive price compared to what we were selling for. 
and then let's make all these parts and stuff available so people can upgrade. Just mm-hmm. it just seems like maybe they're cash strapped. Well, and if but uh, financially and from a business perspective, if their next product is not quite ready yet, instead of jumping the gun and announcing that, collecting sales, and then delay delaying the. Pr- productivity on that i think this is a smart move they're saying oh yeah no this i think this work i think this works better than a lot of other choices that a company might have made sure my my when i was talking about the concern it's kind of twofold here one being they just need to make sure that like doing this is fine but if they have a dealers with a lot of svs in stock who in the hell is going to want an sv now if they have a lot of dealers with lvs in stock i can still see the sale of those uh but still that's three thousand dollar difference and you get some upgrades here in the in the lesser model is guess be, it's time for permission to go below floor just gotta, gotta be careful there you don't want to leave the rest of the train behind and survival has to come above the safety of the train and a lot of this stuff was announced pending still licensure approval i don't i don't know how much i like that you know um so just that's my only that's my only cautious thing there's a lot of things that pinball brothers is doing that is leading the industry from a distribution standpoint. Um, but we just got to watch it. We don't want to get sloppy. Uh, they do have on this new Ripley edition, audio and video assets of Sigourney Weaver's character, Ripley. Everybody was like, Oh, it's on the trans light of the back glass. They were like, they don't have her uh, likeness. They just, they just have the side of her face or something like, no, they have, I've seen the audio. I've seen the video assets. They're good. You get, get away from her bitch. You get all that stuff. So, uh, so it's these all people are dead, Burke. Don't you realize what you've there. done here? It's, all in there. I don't know if they go Aliens 3, but yeah, they they certainly have Alien and Aliens. And I also liked the fact that the new code for this game is also going to be made available for free to those SV and LV owners. So that was a good move. And then even further, uh, a good move, all the Ripley edition parts and differences. So they're, like, they're working with a uh, partnership with the Art of Pinball, updating the, the screen surround to be a nice molded thing painted uh the xenomorph gets a new paint job that comes on the ripley edition an apron decal that's new and neat um they're even selling a uh leor's making a topper to sell as an accessory for this game but i like that the stuff that comes on the ripley edition can also be purchased by the the other owners of the sv and lv games including they even priced us out cabinet decals and translates so Nobody can complain if they're like, "Oh, I like the artwork on the Ripley. This is bullshit." Well, just it's it's uh, pretty pretty affordable for the cabinet decals. Now you get to put them on, but they're still selling all of that stuff, even the the screen surrounding apron, de- all that stuff, all of that stuff. Topper has been selling crazy. The thing came out at thirteen ninety five. They're building it in Q one, I believe. Those things are selling fantastic. Do you see the topper for that? I did not. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nicely done. I like it. Now, what are the rumored upcoming games? And sales-wise, Ripley Edition is selling better than I thought it would. I thought everybody was satiated by, you know, aliens. If they wanted one, they had one. Kind of like Elvira, uh, Blood Bread Kiss. Mm. I figured, you know, sales would be, eh, whatever. No, nah, sales, sales of uh, Elvira continue to do uh, way better than I have ever expected. People love them some Elvira. Same here with Ripley Edition. We're still getting sales for those, and I thought... I, I thought we'd sell it. Maybe a handful, but no, they're doing very well. But I think it's at seventy nine ninety five. It's just a steal of a deal. Yeah, I, the, the pricing is definitely helping. I, I, overall, I think it's the right move for their company to well, have done it this way. And I forgot to even mention, 
Pinball Brothers before was kind of like um, some of the other overseas companies where you would have to pay this d- freight duties and all this stuff. It ended up being, you know, fourteen to $1,800 to get a game over here, whether it's from Haggis or Dutch, whatever it is. Um, they've actually set up some kind of some kind of shop, some kind of building, some kind of factory here in the U.S. And uh, no longer, I don't think we have to deal with that. So when customers are buying Ripley Edition, they're just paying the shipping from the U.S. to their place. So, um, so that helps as well. Now, their rumored games for PB include Twilight Zone. I've heard Twilight Zone remake um, or just some WPC remake working with Planetary Pinball. I've heard... Um, I think it was from Pinball Paris person, uh, a famous European band is what their next game's going to be in Q1. I don't even know what that would be. A famous I mean, European band. It depends. I mean, you could say the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Beatles? I mean, what's the, the Stones? What's the most famous uh, European band that hasn't had a pinball machine yet? U2, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I guess U2. Gorillas would count. I'm just saying. All right. They go from Alien Queen to Gorillas? <laughs> All right. Maybe Ramstein. <laughs> Do! Do host. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's have Barrels of Fun. Now, Barrels of Fun out of Houston, creating the Labyrinth. They continue to slowly ship those, building up their production capabilities. They hope to have a clearer schedule of game designations in the coming weeks. In other words... Uh, for those of you who have pre-ordered and, and want to know where you fall on the line, uh, when am I going to get my game? Did I buy direct? Did I buy through a dealer? Which one was better? Which one was? They are they're figuring that all out right now. So that's good. Well, what, it said when I ordered direct, it was number seven hundred five. That means I'm not, no, it doesn't. Really, doesn't mean shit. <laughs> it means nothing. They're going through it. I hope they do like they do, spooky pinball where. Spooky Pinball, when we buy a game, they, or when we a game is announced and as a dealer, we buy an allotment of games. They tell us, okay, out of your 20 games, out of your 200 games, you're going to get five here. You're going to get 10 here. Here's your numbers. We're going to build them in order. And it, it's easier to uh, organize. And I know Barrels of Fun was big on order early and you get in the queue early, which is different than Spooky Pinball. So... I'm glad we got in early, but for like the dealers that didn't get in as one of the initial deal, I don't know what any of this means. I don't know how they're putting their direct sales. I do know that their direct sales, they gave themselves an allotment. They sold out of those. So now it's just buying labyrinths through their dealers. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that move? I was mixed on that. If I'm them limiting yeah. your, if you're going to sell direct, why limit it? Well, I think it's weird to sell direct and do a distributor network. I do. To me, it's one or the other. Here, here, uh, I'm with you. But uh, if I'm them, I don't. It was. I think it's a good PR move. It's a good move to your distribution network, so it makes a lot of people happy, but maybe compromises your own ability to make sales and grow as well. I don't. I don't know. I mean, given how new they are, I'm not really going to judge them on the decision too much because I think they're just trying to sort out what they despite all their experience, some of this side of it, this mm-hmm. particular side of the business is probably new to all of the names I heard that mm-hmm. were involved. So well, they, they're probably still trying to feel through it. They limited it to 150 units, I believe, for themselves to sell direct. 
Uh, so they've blown through that where they're, you mm-hmm. know, they're filled. Um, kind of reminds me of when, you know, Stern likes to do those little, like, we'll have a few of these on the website sure. and sell yep. Yep. sort of thing. Yep. So, uh, I love it as a dealer. Thank you. Barrels of fun. That makes me happy. Um, and they don't, they, they've emphasized like if they don't sell 1100, they don't sell 1100. They're fine. Moving on. They, they're not going to come back to the well, just sell what they sell and they'll be good. I think estimations are, I think estimations are like 800 to a thousand that they've probably sold. So even at 800, that's a lot of games to build production wise. I think they're building six to 10 games a week right now. They plan to ramp that up in by January. Uh, they'd like to get to about 10 games a day, uh, whether it's Q1 or whatnot, but they, they've got to do something. They have two more licensed games in the works. That's the word. Okay. That's the word. With a, a rumored upcoming game, everybody's talking about this last week, everybody's saying their next upcoming game is The Fifth Element. That's a pretty good, that would be a pretty good license. That's a pretty good license. I think if anything, that may be even a little stronger than Labyrinth. I mean, I would be more interested in Fifth Element. I remember when it came out, it was started getting billed as like Gen X's uh, Star Wars. It never yeah, well, turned yeah. into that, but it was still a good movie. Corbin Dallas. <laughs> she knows it's a multi-pass. <laughs> and if you want to check out the Labyrinth, all you got to do is go to the Flipping Out Pinball stream. Joel Engelberth has streamed twice now some wonderful examples of this game. Direct audio, direct video captures. Hell, last week he had on uh, the rules creator Bowen Karen's on the show right there live in video form helping them along the way getting did uh, i didn't get to catch it did uh did joel explain the rules to bowen (laughs) because i hear that's what he does now so good so good i love it i love it fucking joel's a rock star spooky pinball i've got to give a shout out to bug he's created the screaming stream and it's going very well people are Mm. loving this um, I think you and I have talked about why don't manufacturers do this more? They, you know, whether it's weekly or monthly, do a stream. Yeah. You know, answer no, some I questions. think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, he, well, bugs like an Easter bunny hiding little, little eggs here and there. He also sets some traps. He sets the little rotten eggs here and there for people. He knows what he's doing. Sneaky little booger. They're rumored upcoming games. I, I can't pinpoint. There's so many uh, evil dead. I've heard uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail. I've heard. I've heard Looney Tunes. I've heard Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've heard Friday the 13th. I think basically anything that's horror related is kind of yeah. in the mix. <laughs> yeah, but, which it's it's a lot, especially when it, it ranges, like when you're talking like Scooby-Doo, sort of kid spooky all the way up to exactly. you know, hardcore <laughs> Texas Chainsaw <laughs> style terror. That's right. uh, I mean, that's a, that's a broad spectrum. You know what? I'll start a rumor right now. I heard there's rumblings that in the future they're going to do Saul. How about mm. that? I just added that to my list. Saul. Ah. I want to play a game. You hear me now? <laughs> Put it in the books. Right now, what about Goosebumps, like, the shit. kids' book series? Oh, oh, super popular. You know popular. what? I'm putting it down to R.L. Stein. Right. I heard a little rumor corner. Goosebumps. Both would be pretty good. Uh, Dutch Pinball. Speaking of rumors. Oh, they got the Mariah Carey of rumors, man. All mm. I want for Christmas is Back to the Future. They're I, rumored I, upcoming I, Christmas. I, back to the future. I cannot. I cannot believe what this. In the I cannot. Hell? It would have to be like a zero asset. Even the clock tower is a potato. <laughs> the 
even the clock tower strikes spud. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it gets electrocuted and turns into mashed taters Russet, all over the we, courtyard. We gotta get, we've oh got to God. get the del, the del tater ten <laughs> up to 88 taters an hour. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Don't you make come like on. a yam and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, Dutch pinball physics! Yeah, gotta true. get to the final dance where everyone just does the mashed potato. <laughs> Your kids are gonna. Your kids will enjoy love this French fry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, please, Dutch! If this is true, don't <laughs> fuck this up. Please, this is my. I everything. want them to have it. I want them to have it. <sighs> well, I just can't believe Goonies it. Goonies too. Oh man. Goonies. <laughs> no. Goonies never say fry. <laughs> That's the that's the right one. Damn. Hey, you fries. Yeah. Uh, man, don't potato face him. Just don't. I would take current Michael J. <laughs> we Fox. We got to get the treasure of hash brown Willie. <laughs> what if they got back to the future, but like current aged Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd? I would take that. People, I was going to say people will East. take it. People don't care. Oh, man. Dutch, this is funny. Please, just please. I'm amazed they're still around, still just like selling Big Lebowski's. It's fascinating Look, to me to be able to survive on one game that long. I heard, <laughs> I heard a Twibby Award-winning podcaster say that uh, Barry, uh, the designer of the Big Lebowski, is the greatest pinball designer of all time with one designed pinball machine. That is mm. some high praise. Well, that right is, there. I mean, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> it's like a you know, if you were to if you were to do one thing, like let's say Keith Elwin came out right. and did Godzilla as his first game, and then he's just kind of like, yeah, peace out. And he just quit. Yeah, be like, oh, I'll, I want to end on a high note. Now, here's the thing: being the Back to the Future nut job that I am, I'm not mad that Dutch Pinball if they have this. I'm not mad because the Big Lebowski is damn awesome. Now. <sighs> The best designed game of all. Fuck off. Do you have right? Like the Big Lebowski is nothing more. A pretty basic uh, design there. It's. I mean, I mean the the layout. It's, it's like five shots. Yeah, it's, I mean because the so much with the, it, yeah, the it's, engineering it's, mechs are fantastic. It's. I mean, it's not bad. I I would say to me, it's sort of what I think of as quintessential '90s Williams. Yeah, it's a. That's that's the vibe I get, and not just from the code, from the layout too, and I think. If that's what you're into, uh, you'll probably really enjoy Big Lebowski. But. I am I am really into a lot of that mech stuff, integration stuff, and, and Big Lebowski's got it in spades. So if it is Back to the Future, if we can get some strong snappy flippers and they last throughout hours, I am I'm a buyer and potentially a seller. Potato lynchally a seller. <laughs> I've never sold a potato. Well, actually I have. I just won't name what game it was. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry uh, cosmic carnival let's move on to american pinball uh are, are they still oh i heard they were uh very present at expo with all their cast of actors for galactic tank force uh, i heard they point. did they get game of the expo or, or they got like booth of, booth the, show of the show or so i don't know they they patted themselves on the back about something but i was a little at first i thought it was game of the show and then i thought maybe it was booth of the show and then i was I, I wish I would have stopped so by. I wanted I to meet know. some of the cast. I did. I thought Clementine was good and Moonraker. 
or Moonstormer. Yeah, I wish I would have said hello. But they had a pretty cool booth, a lot of inflatable stuff. So, But, uh, yeah, they're rumored next game. Or, uh, let's see, GTFs, I guess, still being – actually, I think Houdinis are being built right now. I mm. For the life of me. Um, man, maybe next week. We're getting close on time. Maybe next week we'll talk about uh, the American pinball shenanigans that uh, distribution has to deal with. We'll yeah. go, well, maybe next week. Okay. The rumored game, uh, upcoming game, uh, people are mumbling, is Cuphead. The, the video game series Cuphead. Oh, now that's, that's, in- that's interesting. That's a, that's a deep dive. Have you played Cuphead? It? Yes, I think Cuphead okay. may be one of the most beautiful games, I won't even say video game, but games ever created. There's a whole uh, fairly difficult development cycle. It's a, we won't talk about it here, but it's a fascinating story about how they made Cuphead because it was very challenging for them. And that game is extremely hard. I heard, Which I like that. I like the thoughts um, of that. Well, it's basically just a bunch of boss rushes by and large. But And I've I've gotten through the first world and that's about it. Pretty platformer, I don't know right? what It's like a platform, just like a 2D well, for the most part. People think it is, and it's got a few parts like that, but it mostly it's you just fighting. Basically, it's we we call it the format's called boss rush, where it's like getting to a boss fight in a two D or a shoot 'em up or whatever. Yeah. Except you just go and fight another boss and then another. You, that's what it basically is, and okay. you have to learn the patterns and stuff. There are a few stages that are platforming, but it's not the game's strength. Okay. The game's right. strength is going to the, you see that like old school Disney animation style bosses mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, it's very beautiful game. Okay. Uh, and in true boss rush fashion, it's very hard because kind of like Dark Souls or whatever, you have to learn the patterns and stuff. And it takes to be able to, the trials and errors to get. Yeah. 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 You just because when you get to a new phase of the fight, all of a sudden you're you're basically killed by something mm-hmm. you didn't know to expect, and then it's like oh, you learn and you just you go right back. No, and no fight games it again. piss people off more than that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it appeals to a certain type of of individual, but I don't know anyone who's finished Cuphead. Wow. So, I, I mean, there are people. I just don't personally know any. I The game, this seems almost like a theme that, uh, looking at American Pinball, that they would have picked simply because they love the art and they imagined how beautiful it would be on the display and stuff. I don't know how well it moves units in the pinball community. Yeah, you got Ryan McQuaid uh, that did Sonic's Pinball as a homebrew, and they couldn't secure that license. So maybe they're like, well, this is the next thing we could get video game-wise, Ryan. I just, yeah, I mean, I, we know it, but I worry that a lot of people, and I, I actually uh, somewhat uh, follow somewhat, I don't always keep up on it, but I caught up on the American pinball thread on pin side. And there were a lot of people there that just didn't know what cuphead was, which kind of surprised me, but I've been in the video game world a long time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're not going to know cuphead. I agree. I, I don't think it's a great title for, for pinball. It, it, now it could sell gangbusters. The game could be awesome. I, I like it because I think that it's uh, it's beautiful. I love the style. I love all of that. Um, I just don't think the art. We're not in the phase where art is enough to sell the game. Correct. The theme is what sells the game. Or else and, GTF would have done better. I mean, yeah, GTF's art is great. Game. So Cuphead, it's the same with Elton John. You know, like Franchi. I even Franchi worked on both those projects. And yeah, the art's great. The, the the games do not have an art problem. That is not the issue. And if they use Ryan McQuaid's layout for Spinball, that was an easy shooter. So that does not go with Cuphead Who's at all. Who's rumored to have Sonic if not oh. them? Hmm. Maybe next episode. Okay. Maybe Craig Bobby mentions it behind the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. So Cuphead, 
okay, that that's such an American pinball thing to do it, to tease Masters of the Universe <laughs> in your in your uh, expo tour. And yeah, then come out with Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> was it Jack Renary over there? Like, what is going on? Mm. Uh, was, uh, Watch it come out, Cuphead Two. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Return of the Saucer. <laughs> Chicago Gaming Company. Oh, uh, I heard great news. I heard about the production Pulp Fiction. Well, just what? hold, what? hold the what? phone. No, my would, phone would is you, a cell phone and I don't want to hold it right you now. Would you let another man massage your woman's feet? Look, so here's, <laughs> here's what happened, I think. I don't have any confirmation of this, but I think they just don't like dealers. I think they thought, you know what? Mm. As if dealers aren't bothered enough by emails of when their damn game's coming, they're going to announce that they rolled one off the line to make all of the backordered customers think that they're now in production so that they would flood their dealers with questions. Oh, I saw one, saw somebody get one, that kind of thing. That's just my perception because they're not building this game yet. I think they rolled one off the line so that they could meet their estimated Q3 production timeline. But we're in Q4. Well, close enough. Okay. <laughs> and... You know, the, we still have Cactus Canyon LEs uh, that need fulfilled SE pluses. That but are, uh, the rumor was they were going to build them both in tandem. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going tandem. on there. I can also say that I did send an email last week for an update just for my business, and I have yet to get a response. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know. No clue. Okay. No clue. Which is very frustrating. The rumored upcoming game, I don't know. I don't even, I have no clue. Multimorphic, uh, Jerry's still not a fan of me. Hmm. <laughs> uh, do you see this open letter on Penn Summit? Yes, yes. I was actually getting sent some uh, some quotes from the thread back before the, uh, I guess, the latest announcement stuff. But wow, I, that thread yeah. went all over the place. I, yeah, I found out about it because I was tagged and I was brought hmm. up in it somehow, some way. I, uh, why am I synonymous with multimorphic now? Like, am I branded to this brand? This well, is not I mean, something I'm asking for. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I understood the desire by some to want to divert from the topic that the thread sure, was about. Yeah, absolutely. So someone, I, I don't know the gist of it, or I don't know all of the details, but somebody started a thread on Pinside. It was an open letter. Uh, talking about their experience of receiving the game, working on the problems, the numerous problems they had, uh, giving their, I, I, I felt pretty thorough uh, rundown of their experiences thus far with the platform, with the company, et cetera. Is that fair? They, yeah. They were pretty thorough. They were. Uh, and normally, I let me go ahead and just admit, I'm not a fan of open letters because I think you get things better done privately. But they did include documentation in their imagery that they had been in communication privately with, with the company for a long time mm-hmm. before they had gone to this point. Yeah. So that was – and then like you do on forums, you get back and forth from people – you know, sure. hey, I have the same experience. You're exactly right. I'm, I'm glad somebody expressed it that way. And then other people saying, go to hell. That's not what happened. You're just trying to bring down the company like Zach Benny. And then back and forth. Back, that's what threads do. It was interesting to me just because it, uh, it was a hot little thread. And then somebody brought me up saying that I lost distribution of flipping out pinball because of shady, the, the phrase like shady business practice. Something. Something like mm. that. And that's when I'm like, okay, Ooh, like dark. 
Yeah, you know, in, in some of those threads, people are like, oh, Zach, chill this stuff. Or Zach's, you know, Zach's that, whatever. I get that daily. That's fine. But then you bring up my business, and if it's something that's not true, that I'm like, well, shit, I can't just, I got to say something. So I just hopped in there and was like, hey, could you, you know, kind of explain what you mean by shady business practices? This is news to me, too. Do it here publicly. I don't care because I didn't do anything wrong. And they said, well, I don't know the details, but I know it's shady. Oh, okay. So, so I said, look, Jerry and I don't maybe see eye to eye sometimes, but even Jerry would tell you that that's not why I lost distribution rights to Multimorphic five years ago when I first got in the industry. Uh, it was because I wasn't inventorying games. Um, I was new. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of money to inventory stuff, so I didn't want to buy extra P3 games that were going to sit because they weren't selling. This is a time, Dennis, where it was the... Uh, Lexi Lightspeed was out, and that was it. At Rocks or Barnyard, um, but Cosmic Cart Racing was just coming out, so I wasn't established like some of these dealers. So I couldn't, I couldn't afford to inventory games, and uh, and so that was it. I mean, Jerry and I just—he was like, "Well, why are you a dealer if you're not going to take them to shows or not inventorying games?" And I said, "Well, I I agree uh, there, Jerry, but your other dealers are doing the same. So why are you? Why am I being treated different?" So it's just a a business disagreement uh, that led to us not it wasn't anything shady. So I thought that was fine. And then Jerry came in and said, Oh no, this guy was right. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> he was right. All right. Fuck. Here we go. Like people just leave me alone. Fuck. So I said, okay, Jerry, please express to everybody publicly in this forum. Then what, what shady business practices I, I uh, practiced. And, uh, thankfully he came back and told everybody what such shade I, I, one unethics I did. And that was, he came to a Atlanta show, uh, our first show. I think that we'd ever had a booth again within three months of me and Nicole owning the business. We had no clue what we were doing within three months. So we set up at Atlanta show and he came, uh, had an agreement. He would come, we, you know, we'd have a P3 out there in the, in the booth and everything. And he said, there were times that I was not in that booth and he was responsible for selling the product on his own. So that was the shady business. I said, you know what, Jerry, you are, you're right there. Thank God that's out there. So that was the, that was the unethical dilemma that, so whew, that's what I know about, uh, the open letter. Hmm. Good well, times. that wasn't the part I found very interesting. Yeah. No, no offense to you and your, I, your I, I would business have reputation. Preferred not to even been brought up. I because I never like worked on one of these, and I've always when people have told me about them, I've known a lot of people who own the games, and they've they've sung their praises, and uh, in a way where they it's 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 always been weird to me because it's like there aren't any flaws with it. Like it's 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 as the kids would say, super sus. Like, like the, the only complaint I would get out, I remember one person one time I was like, is there really like absolutely nothing you would say you should be done differently about this? And the one thing I got was, well, I wish it was lighter weight. Mm. And I was like, wow. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, it's just like this, it's just, it's too good to be true. Almost I work too damn hard. That's like, I'm just thinking like Stern and JJP and every, I'm like, everything has some, you know, there's always compromise. I'm I'm just amazed. Mm -hmm. And so. Again, I don't, but I hadn't handled, like I played these games at shows, some I like and some I don't, mm-hmm. but I've never like looked under the hood, so to speak. And so 
It was the discussion about how much was being print 3D printed, FDM oh, yeah, 3D right. printed. Now, I'm not a 3D printing expert, but like RH came in and was explaining the different types. And I actually started looking up types about 3D print because I like I've got like my brother in law is big into 3D print. Like he's interested in that stuff. It's not I don't do that in a in a hobby thing, but I'm just going and people are showing photos of all this stuff and like all these fail points because you're like using hobbyist printers that weren't mm. designed for production grade high wear areas and stuff. And it's just like, this is the, and again, I don't follow all the multimorphic threads. So I'm like, to me, that was just a shock. Cause I, I ne- that was the first I'd ever heard of it. And it, there's gotta be more people that were aware and, and knew that these, oh, these aspects sure. weren't doing well. And not that anyone has an obligation to tell it to me, because again, I wasn't really in the market to buy one of these anyway, mm-hmm. but that was just really interesting to me because the company's been around so long that they were, I, I could almost see it like I would, uh, the way it was described. And again, I'm not a 3D printing expert was like, maybe you'd prototype with that approach, but like putting flipper mix and stuffs in with the, you know, the 3D printer you got on sale at Circuit City. Maybe that's not the <laughs> strategy that you employ. I don't know that they were actually purchased on sale. I can see it in like City. year one, I you just, know, back thought, in the day when 3D printing was, uh, <laughs> it was just getting off the ground. It's, it, I mean, you know, but it's, but I, I, you know, but we see 3D printing show up a lot in pinball. So I also kind of was like, okay, I, I, I get that as well, though we usually see it for more like decorative things, hey, you know, like m- mods and stuff. That company pitches the innovation uh, bringing the innovation that other companies just fail and un- are unable to do. So that's, that's innovation. Is it not? <laughs> uh, I mean, They're I could see, I mean, I could see the argument. On. I could see the argument, but anyway, it was, it was just, that was really interesting because the thread actually had, again, this thread went in all sorts of directions. And that was one of those directions where there was a lot of discussion about that, but I, and I didn't see a lot of feedback not that I expected official feedback, but I didn't see a lot of feedback that to me was really satisfying in the explanation about why the decision was made. Other than I think everyone, again, who knew about 3D printing was like, well, this is an, uh, this is a cheap decision. Like this is the like if you wanted to do things affordable, this is like the lowest cost way you could do mm. it. And we know that uh, didn't Spooky early on, they, they were criticized for doing 3D printing parts, but then. You didn't hear anybody. Spooky's the only one that was just getting flamed for that in the past. I, you know, I, it's, I, I, I'm too ignorant of 3d printing and knowing who did what with what. And I remember like with America's most haunted spooky again, it was like the toys. They just like looked like really like low, low effort 3d print jobs on the toys. And some of those toys I think could get hit by the ball and would break and stuff like that. Leave but, America's most haunted goes yeah. alone. Yeah, poor America. Anyway, so you wouldn't want uh, so, you wouldn't want a game with this level of hobbyist three D printing in it. Uh, I guess the answer would be no, based off of what little I've been able to learn since then. Like I've read about, like I don't want to say no to three D printing because I did read about three D printing approaches that do seem to offer. Yeah, robust when they break, you can so, make your own parts at home. Who would only if you only on. if you have the designs? Oh yeah. And I, I think you can, I think like multimorphic will, will share those, but I don't think they're readily, again, from the thread, like it sounded like you couldn't just go, well, it didn't sound like you could just go to the website and download them. You have to request them is what it okay. sounded like, which isn't like the worst thing in the world, but when do you, I, I would rather have injected, injected molded, but I'm old fashioned like that. When do you think we'll get a fully 3d printed pinball machine? Oh gosh. Full size. 
Yeah. Well, the problem is getting people to accept the plastic play field. <laughs> Don't they do resin 3D print? You could do, I mean, plastic. Re- eh. No, there's probably, there's probably, there's probably a way to 3D print wood that I just, again, it's not, I'm just not into that. Like, that's not a hobby of mine. I'm just not into it. Mm. We should have your, what was it? You said brother-in-law? Yeah, I think he's got, or at least he's written to me, like he's emailed me when they're like 3D printers on sale and stuff before and okay. things like that. I think, I know he has one because uh, it was a, he wouldn't got know one as a gift a few years ago. Printing, uh, 3D printing using. can be great for all sorts of, well, yeah. of, of, of stuff. stuff. Like, yeah. like I think, um, especially like covers and stuff for like, it's a, it's a good option for a lot of pinball stuff. I, but like things tied to the flipper mechs and stuff, I guess not again. Based off of the what I'm going to I'm assuming our expert, I didn't see anyone really come. I saw some people debating like, well, you could do this versus that. You know, everyone have their disagreements, but by and large, it wasn't seen as a strong approach. But and I guess um, I guess Multimorphic agrees because they issued a uh, a letter, yeah, yeah. I guess, to an email update, I guess is the proper that way. Open letter it, led to an open email. Yeah, I guess they do those regularly to their to their customers and stuff. Uh, but someone had dropped it in the thread, so that's how I was I was aware of it. Where they had noted that they were not uh, they were pausing new product development. So the second Multimorphic Game Kit that they were planning to release in 2023 mm-hmm. is not coming out in 2023 because they are going to be focusing on uh, making improvements. Yeah, if that wasn't just a coincidence, they probably had it scheduled to release around the same time anyway. I'm eager to get my hands on Final Resistance more. I want to play that game. I don't want to own it. Don't want to buy it. Don't want to buy the system. Make that clear. And that module came up in that thread about having made, like, like Scott's design was different. Like, it didn't do something. Like, I don't think he had the, the reliance on the, what were the other thing? The servos or something came yeah, up in the thread. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't, I don't do, like, RC cars and stuff. So I just no. didn't understand, like, necessarily. Apparently, uh, another high fail like that is a disposable part at the end of the day but uh, multimorphic's been around for quite some time the p3 platform has been around for quite some time they have brought innovations to the industry uh, first in a lot of ways they've brought so much cool stuff that we've not seen before uh, but I, I don't think that their sales are strong in the past currently or will be in the future because they do they are stuck with one platform that at this point in my own opinion uh, feels very, very dated, more so than pretty much all the other manufacturers' products that come out. It just feels like feels like an old, an old system. Um, it looks old. It just feels it's old. It's just old. That's all. Too old to go in my collection. Uh, but these people may be old, but they're beautiful. They're the screaming goat club members of the pinball show, Dennis. Yay! <laughs> thank you for the support. Yeah, have a thank you to uh, to the Bobcat. Yeah, Rodney. Rodney, where in the hell were you at Expo? Come on. Oh, shoot that fucker! What about Jablonski? Bumblebee! Yeah, Bumblebee tuna, baby. I want Jablonski. I know you're busy, man. You need to come hang out with us on the monthly hangout sessions, the pinball show. Rob did. (laughs) The kineticist himself with his media mixer. (laughs) Yes, Colin. You're a baby daddy, Colin. Oh, that was so creepy with what you were talking about with that baby. I want the baby. That's so cute, the baby. I've tried talking to Colin to get the baby. She's uh, She wants one, but now I think our time is come and gone. We're looking forward to grandbabies in like 10 years. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. 
Crazy. The Falcon. Kaka. Frankie. Frank's on a roll. You should see his collection. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. The Shaker Motor. Dave. Oh, his collection's growing too. Congrats on that recent game that's shipping this week. <laughs> the Fox. What does the Fox say? He says, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, right. bye. Joe, thank you for the love. Oh, and then newcomer to our hangout this month, Charlie. Charlie, yeah, the bell. Charlie made it. He came and hung out. And we always have the likes of the dude. The mm-hmm. dude, Sir William. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. He, he came, hung out. He's got, an, I think the dude's got an Elton on the way. So we were discussing that, and he was like, well, I'm looking forward to it. So he's got a couple weeks, unless he went CE. Well, he might have went CE. He's got a couple months. But the dude, thank you for all your dudeness. And for those of you who want to join the Screaming Goat Club, come with it. All you got to do is go to the Patreon club membership page, patreon.com slash the pinball show. $10 membership, sign up, get access to our private Discord channel. It's private-ish. There's a couple shitheads in there that share everything. Uh, but other than that, it's fun. We've got the Nordman level, $25. Get some swag, get some mm-hmm. perks. The Hangout, they get access to Hangout. Get the Hangout. You get to pick a topic. I think we're airing our topic and our uh, the show. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Paywall Polo for all of those Screaming Goat Club members, as well as appearing on the show and a private channel with just Dennis and I. Those people are so informed. They just come to us and say, you know, What's the, what's the truth behind this? What's the, is this real? What's this? And we feeds them potatoes, don't we? Yes. Nom. <laughs> that look like Michael J. Fox. All right. Last time, I, I flooded with emails. People saying, dude, you can't get rid of it. You can't put it behind the paywall. It's bigger than you, Zach. It's bigger than the pinball show. It's, it has now surpassed flipping out pinball straight down the middle and any rubber band episode you may or may not do in the future. No one has said any of that. It is simply the industry-consuming black hole that is Pinball Market Trends! My voice is back! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Turning up this week, Dan Dan's Labyrinth! Barrels of fun! Fucking fun! You haven't fucking fun yet? <laughs> Labyrinth! The name is so bad, but everything else is so good. Oh, yes. My you got uh, Sir Dynamis. You've got all kinds of fun in the labyrinth. The damn thing is still selling. It's outselling every other manufactured game for us right now. People can't get enough of Ludo Scare. You got Hoggle pissing in a pond. You got fairies that bite you. You've got the cod piece, the beauty that is the bulge of David Bowie. Hell yeah. That's a battle of the bulge that I'd want to compete in. I wonder if, I don't know why I thought of Ryan C. when I thought of David Bowie's bulge. Is Ryan C. still out there anywhere? Uh, right now I've got hands over my eyes like a visor. Ryan, are you out there anywhere? We should have Ryan on. Is Ryan C. still a thing? I don't know. Yeah, he, I mean, I he gets referenced on Final Round from time okay. to time. I don't know why. Ryan, I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought the bulge. I thought you. Uh, also training up this week is Elvira's Blood Red Kiss. Now I'm really thinking of Ryan C. But uh, yeah, Elvira's Blood Red Kiss, which uh, I, is, a, is a no-no for me to uh, ever doubt Stern Pinball. I was like, Woo! we 
you really need one of these again, guys? We just said, uh, all right, I'll sell it. And uh, sell it, I have. Everybody's wanting the Elvira's Blood Red Kiss Edition. They're shipping now, so when they announce something, they ship it to you, and it's sexy and it's beautiful. Did you like the black and white rendition of this? I, th- I thought it might yeah, be the actually, best looking. I- it's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite oh, design of it. With glitter, it makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. it really works well. Mm, damn. You know what? I, I just decided right now, as I was saying this, it's pinball market trends. I think I'm going to open one of those. I really, uh, maybe. I'm no, gonna, you said last time Nicole would be mad, so don't do it. I'm going to do it. It's beginning to look a lot like blood uh. I think I'm going to open up an Elvira. Stay tuned. The video is coming soon. All's training up this week. I don't have to open this because it's already in my collection of Stranger Things. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Stranger Things. Oh, my God. We sold out of our premium allotment. I was sad. Maybe we'll get some extras. I don't know. But who would have thought, like, three years after, they could still sell hundreds upon hundreds of Stranger Things? What is the world coming to? Ah, we got Venom sitting and Stranger Things just blowing off the line. (sighs) Where's my UV kit? I'm going to trim that shit down because I can't wait for that. Stranger Things is a certified hit. I'm not going to say I said it from the beginning. Uh, because I'm just a shill. So bye, 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 stranger things. I think pros, uh, yeah, we'll see some pros later this week or uh, the the following week. I'm surprised that pros sold. I thought only premiums would sell. I was wrong. All right, that's all. That's all percolating. But what's coming down is the market. <laughs> Trading down is the market. Like, yes, I finally, you admit the truth. I, it just is what it is. I'm just the conduit of communication that uh, the uh, Mother Market, <laughs> she describes to me. It's like Mother Earth, but Mother Pimble. But market. more money, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's snorting coke, absolutely. <laughs> Look, trending down is the pinball market. It'll warm back up in a bit. A couple weeks, right? We're going to have that that holiday season. Everybody's going to want to buy, buy, buy. They're going to purchase stuff because you're actually good people and you purchase actual good gifts like pinball machines and accessories for for your friends and loved ones. Um, Don't be it. Don't be a Grinch. Here's some here's some new rubbers for your elf. Oh, come on. Buy a topper. A couple weeks from now to the end of December, it's going to be hot, hot, hot. Right. We're going to have a a nice warm sales because of that. And sure, a cold front's going to move in from January to February. I'm Eric stoning this shit. Yeah, cold front's coming in January, February. But fear not, Stern Pinball, Dennis, they've equipped their next game with thermal protection. Mm -hmm, You heard it here first. The technology is not new, but it's very effective at heating up a very frigid marketplace uh, in a Thanos snap. They simply call this proprietary innovation Keith fucking Elwin. And he's going to come blazing into the end of the year like a fiery phoenix goat, creepy demon-eyed little bastard and hornier than ever. Here comes Keith Elwin. Jaws. That's not a shark. (laughs) (sighs) Rumored shark jaws. I don't care what you've heard about it. If it's true... Uh, they're going to have like a little uh, orb around them and the, 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 their nipples aren't going to be cold. They're going to be soft and they're going to be supple uh, because the fiery phoenix goat of Keith Elwin is going to protect us all from the blizzard that is the market 2023 into 2024. Coming soon. 
And as always, I'm just here to report facts. People don't kill me. Don't throw arrows. Don't be a Jerry because numbers don't lie. And guess what, people? Neither will I on Pinball Market Trends. Dennis, where can people catch you? And again, always email me at collectorgamerspodcast at gmail. You really like that, that uh, pinball market turns, didn't you? That was it. Yeah, it was. I like it. We're going to talk about how bad it is, and then we'll just build it all up anyway. But I feel, whatever. I feel like a. I feel like I could go to run a run a race right now. Okay. I feel like I we'll lift up a pinball that. machine. You can email us at thepinballshow at gmail.com. Uh, follow, like, and subscribe to us. Facebooks, the TikToks. Hey, Discord, you want to hop on our Discord? All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash show. Become a member. It's called support. Don't just listen with your ears. Listen with your wallet. <laughs> Today. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Uh-huh. Support, support, support. Uh, follow, like, and subscribe to Flipping Out Pinball, the sponsor of this show. You really need to do that. Facebook, Instagrams, all of that. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from Flipping Out. From Topper Sharp materials, I've got it figured out. Flipping Out. Product showcase this week is the Elvira Blood Red Kiss Edition. We have uh, two left. I think two left, and then they're gone. What are you going to do? They're finished. Finito, gone. Bye, bye, bye. We have all all kinds of other games. Go to our Facebook page right now for the most up-to-date, used, and new uh, list of games and accessories that we have. Um, And you can check out on the website for the new games as well. But all you got to do is go on there, check out the list. We ship anywhere in the country too. So shipping your used GTF or your used Halloween, it's leave it to us. We're the professionals. It's fine. It's easy. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than you're going to get anywhere else. It's flipping out pinball. And if Stern continues the way they are, we'll be having a clearance sale and everything. TPN last week. There's a lot of stuff last week, Dennis. Yeah, there was. But we uh, we had the Triple Chain podcast. Oh, and then we go. We we uh, had final round as well. We Those did were the have two final round. Yeah, and then With special uh, secret guest on final round. Yeah, Dan Rosenstein was too plum drunk uh, at Expo. <laughs> he, I think he had a couple drinks. Didn't he message our TPN Discord? I think he messaged in like the Pincinnati uh, thread that I don't he, remember. congratulations, he won the, the best podcast at Expo or something. I'm like, dang, you're drunk. Go to sleep. <laughs> TPN this week, cool shit. How about that? Dennis, leave these people with a little Christmas nuggets. Yeah, okay. Uh, your Christmas nugget will be, what's Tater's precious? Yes. Great Scots. And always practice safe pinball. In this holiday season, don't be afraid to 3D print Dennis and I some pinball gifts. The bigger the better, baby. We will share them on our social media. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. This episode sure sounds like flowers. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door.